Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Girl Move On Podcast. It's your favorite neighborhood witch, Tiffany, once again, gracing you with my beautiful voice. <laughs> and Shan. We need an intro. I don't know what my accolade is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big sister, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. The, the unfriendly w. one? I don't know. The Big unfriendly. sister what? I don't give a fuck. That's what I have you saved as. I mean, fold. that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Take it or leave it. I mean, honestly, <laughs> truly. But yes. Truly. Unbothered. <sighs> so we're going to lighten the load from the last episode. We appreciate whoever listened, supported, had the same situation. We just want to say we love you and we're glad that you're still with us. But we want to make sure this episode is light and airy and just have a good conversation. And we are Mm -hmm. talking about how we tend to our garden, how our culture, our family has influenced us, our habits, how we live our life now. So that's Mm going to be our first question. How has your family influenced how you operate today in your habits or in your personality? Just like a personality. Personality. Yes. (laughs) So... I think for me, and definitely listening back to the check-in episode when I said I am Angelique's daughter, I will ask for a manager. Like in terms of my standards, my pet peeves, my OCD. Well, want name some of those stuff. Oh, I'm going to. Okay, there's a list. Believe okay, let me, let me, it. let me, let me go coming. on over here. It's coming. Let me go on over here. All of those things stem from my mother. Growing up, we did not do potlucks. School bake sales. I was only buying what I brought or what my one friend who my mother was cool with, what she brought. Yeah. If it was like, oh, we're doing potlucks for Thanksgiving dinner. Our moms would get on the phone like, okay, let's make sure they got, you know, a sort of kind of balanced meal. So what you send and this is what I'm oh, sending. Oh, so like, like somebody make the mac and cheese, somebody make the chicken or the rice or whatever. Like yeah, it was complimenting each other. we're not eating from anybody else's house that, that we don't know. Oh. No. Ooh. And that went on, that stayed with me. Like as a child, I thought it was weird. <laughs> I don't have the best memory. So I'm like, did I even follow those rules or was I getting other stuff? Mm. But as an adult. Yeah. Definitely. My first job at Northeastern office trying to throw potluck parties. Nabi, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You go to the bathroom, you see people just like using the bathroom, walking out, not washing their hands. I'm not eating out your house. No. I will finagle a caterer like, hey, if you donate to this event, you know, it gets you exposure. I get free food and I don't got to worry about nobody's nasty house. Okay. Mm So definitely carried the germaphobe. That is me judging people not eating out their house. My kids not going to nobody's house that I don't know. Definitely. So we talked about that last episode too. Like no sleepovers, none of that's happening. Being very particular about customer service. Yes. That is Angela. Asking for a manager. If your plate comes and it's not to the standards, you're paying for it. So whether that's a restaurant or anything. I'm going to speak up and I'm going to get what I need yeah. or get something free, yeah. you know. I like to get things for free. They get real Whatever crazy if you write a bad Google review. Okay. Yes. And that's, that's something that she still taught me as an adult, mm-hmm. speaking up about bad travel experiences yes. Yes. so that somebody reaches back out. So she's still teaching and influencing me. Of course. Absolutely. Okay. Another childhood thing. 
when we travel, <laughs> speaking of travel, we go in that hotel room. Everybody knows we're going to drop our bags and then we're going to leave her in this room so that she can Lysol every single inch. And this wow. is pre-COVID, okay, yeah, as yeah. a child. From the bathroom to the sheets to the pillows, like she's pulling everything back and spraying it all down. Do y'all wipe the airport seats, like the plane? When you get on the plane, do you yeah. wipe the seats? Yeah. Yeah. Travel Clorox wipes, those are a staple in your carry-on yes, bag. Yes, very true. I need to Absolutely. thank you for Absolutely. And I just wrote a review about that on the God-forbidden American Airlines Girl, we gotta that save I just that. had you know, to we take. Gotta save that. Save that situation. <sighs> I wrote a review and let them know that when I wiped down my area, I was appalled. Ew. Appalled. No. Okay. I hope you sent a picture. Thank God it was a 45-minute flight. That's the type, I should you should have took a picture of the Clorox wipe and put that shit online. Yo. Yep. I pray to God that I never have that experience, but should I have it again? Yeah. Always noted. take a picture of the evidence. Noted. Noted. You're noted. You're welcome. Um, should I keep going? I mean, yes. There's like maybe three more things. That's fine. Shane, I'm listening because I agree with most of this. <laughs> Having a small circle of friends. I just said the unbothered, the unfriendly one. Your mom definitely told one. us that when we were in college. I remember that. Yes. Remember that. She has her group. They call themselves the sisters. Oh my God, of course. Okay. They have their small little group. And again, from the time that I was young, that's been my life. I wasn't allowed to be out and about frolicking with everybody. It was like, these are the one, two that you frolicking with outside of like the cousins. Right. And I've carried that with me of having just a tight circle that you can trust. Limited drama in my life. I only have so much bandwidth to engage. And if I'm putting you in my circle, I want you to know how I feel about you. And I want to be a part of right. you want to be a what's happening connection. at your life. So I cannot stretch myself to the world. Right. Um, Everybody so that is key. deserve the energy. Amen. Amen. And then I have to give daddy love too. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Because That's this man, cool. and it's going to sound superficial, but like appearances... Oh, girl, we already know from when you were talking about your daddy bought you everything. And if he ain't like your outfit, he bought you a new one. Like, Amen. That is Rohan. Clean sneakers. Totally makes sense. Don't have dirty sneakers. Don't talk to a man with dirty sneakers. If he don't take care of it, tell him. Espresso machine. (laughs) If a man can't take care of his sneakers, he's not taking care of his body. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Okay. okay. You got dirty feet. You have a dirty body. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense to me. Because what growing up, wow. you know, like what that. do they care about? They care about their shoes. Right. Right. It's a, oh, I don't want to scuff it. I don't want to whatever. So if I look at you and your shoes are dirty, what does that say about the rest? I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, you should have a couple pairs of Air Forces. <laughs> if that's your thing, like you should have a couple pairs because you can't wear them a full year. You just can't. But that's just coming from again for the people but in the back. Yeah, there's it was dirty definitely foot, dirty ass. Yeah, dirty foot, dirty foot, dirty ass. Okay, that's true. Um, and then yeah, like you said, in terms of shopping and all that, but we were budget shoppers, Marshall shoppers. It was always brand name, brand name. But going to the right places, getting a good deal. So right. you taught me that as well, not to just waste money. Okay, but to get a good deal. 
You're very much like your mom. When you're saying this, I'm like, oh, this makes sense now. And the difference, Mm -hmm. the reason why we're so close to Shan's mom is because when we were in college, she worked at Northeastern. So she was always around. We could always go to her office and talk to her. We could have lunch with her. She was, wasn't she like our faculty advisor for the chapter? She's our faculty two? I mean, advisor. Yes, this was our homie. I've gone to Boston years after, and she and I didn't know how I was getting to wherever forty five minutes away, <laughs> and her mom would take me because Lord knows I was sitting there stupid. So I okay. mean, shout out to Angelique. That's my boo. Yes, and she calls all my friends are her daughters. Yes, and she'll text us on like her own. And- she'll check on us. She treats us like we're one of her kids. Like honestly, and that's the only friendships I've known. Is mm-hmm. the mom of my closest friends are like my mom. That's an extension. I have my mother, thank God, but I know that I have my friends' mothers as extensions. I can always call them, always talk to them on the side. I don't need to be in the same space as my friend. They'll call me on their own. Let yep. it be, let it be some hurricane or something. Oh, baby, Tiffany, you okay? Did you yep. go to the grocery? Did you do this? Oh, you guys are in town, go to dinner. Like it was never yeah. a I mean you was out with my mother's for Mother's Day in Maryland. That's my like. girl. No, you and your mom. Didn't y'all meet up with my mother? Wow, I forgot all about that. And then I took them to a day party. (laughs) And I got drunk and I couldn't drive home. It sounds accurate. It sounds accurate. I remember we went to Ozio's. We went to this really cute brunch spot. I mean, the food was so good. And then we went to Ozio's and I got drunk. And I didn't know how. I drove home because nobody else knew how to drive. Nobody else was going to drive. I drove home. Wow, that was terrible. I forgot all about that. Shout out to my moms, yo. They be they be really be lit. My mom be letting me be drunk and just laughing at me. Wow, Listen. I really forgot about that, Shan. Thanks for embarrassing me. You're <laughs> I forgot about that. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, I think those are the main influences. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The main influences of my parents. Oh yeah, mine. Oh. It starts very early. Uh, my mom is very much her own woman. So I'm, you know, I love my metaphysical and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I am a Capricorn. My mother is a Cancer. She is the yin to my yang. She is the water to my earth. She keeps me soft, you know, gets me together. Uh, growing up, my mom's, my mom, just remembering being young, I'm going to my mother's room, always immaculate, all the jewelry and hair stuff on the counter, nails mm-hmm. always done hair always flowing like I would look at pictures of my mom like look at this bad bitch mm-hmm. look at this bad bitch mm-hmm. and that's how I wanted to be I'm like my mom is put together she always told us make sure your nails done your hair done um make sure you're clean don't have nobody come in clean up after you don't leave your <laughs> don't leave the house before three o'clock because the house should be clean and everything done before you go gallivanting in the streets uh I mean, so I have a point of clarification yes. on the 3 p.m. Is that like just on the weekends or like in the summer during the, the weekday too? Um, It was the weekends in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't go out till 3 p.m. And we had to be in the house by like when the street lights are on. It was Steve, Tiffany, Tiffany. It was everybody. It was all of us. Shot all of us. <laughs> if you ask my friends on the block, that is the running joke. My mom is calling every last name. Usually Steven's more name. Every last name out the window if she's home. <laughs> Those streetlights, you got to be inside. I miss all the foolishness. Mm-hmm. I miss all the fuckery at, on the block because my mom was like, get in this house when the streetlights come on. Yes. What else? What? Okay. <laughs> the thing that just came to my head. As I got older, I've said on the podcast before, my mom and I are very close. 
I told her when I lost my virginity. So then she decided her sex talk would be different. It wasn't birds and the bees, baby. Let me tell you what Shirley told me. She said, when you go to bed with a man, make sure you don't tie up your head. Okay? Because, you know, she, mommy got white in her. She got a little speech. She said, don't tie up your head. Wear nice lingerie. Make sure your skin is smooth. Make sure you wash it before you put it in your mouth. <laughs> I remember when you told me that. And I will never, she was like, because you know they're Lolo. She calls it Lolo. Their Lolo hangs on the side of the toilet. So you want to make sure that you wash it before you do anything. You make sure you're clean, make sure he's clean. And then that's how you, that's, you know, whatever. And just watching my parents interact with each other, it was never the traditional family roles. My dad cooked and cleaned because my mom said that she was allergic to cleaning products. So my dad would clean everything he would cook. I, on big uh, holidays, Daddy cooked everything. Mommy made rice and cake. I love that for her, though. Yeah, she had a good life. Okay. My dad, it was never, Dude. oh, I have to stay and watch my kids. My dad took us everywhere with him. Like, I used to be on his shoulders in Prospect Park. There's a million pictures like that. My mom's home sleeping in her lingerie. Having Amen. a good damn time. So Thanks. this is what yeah. I saw growing up. And it wasn't, there was no tussle of who's going to do what. They shared the load. She said, I didn't make y'all by yourselves. By myself. I wind up, he wind down, we made you guys, and that's it. That's another thing. Another Yes, Cheryl. Yeah. Yes. She, she didn't play with us. So it was a lot of good influences, but you know, it was also making sure I think my mom put a lot of put more energy into me than my brothers <laughs> because I was like she was living vicariously through me. So when I was getting ready to go to college, when I went to college, you know, my mom was Call me in the morning. Call me. Tell her everything that happened during the day. Oh, you went to the gym. Which way did you take? Mm-hmm. Like she knew the campus. <laughs> she knew who was at the front swiping the cards because she made friends when she came to campus. So my mom was always very heavily involved in my life. And I saw my brothers got a little bit more lax. You know, they didn't have to finish school. They fin- figured out different ways to live their life. Sean is a cop. He still is in school. He's figuring out what he wants to do. Steven just does whatever he wants to do. I mean, he's living the good life. He's a middle child. But I know there was more pressure on me to be like little perfect Patty. And they had less influence. Mm-hmm. So I still to this day, I don't even think it's a lot of it's gone, but a, more projection comes onto me as the oldest and the only girl to do and act a certain way, to exist in a certain way. Don't embarrass yes. me, things like that. And I yes. think she's come to the point where She's not on, well, everybody has to get married and have kids. She just wants us to have a good life, want us to have love in our life and be happy. So I think um, as we've gotten older, we've learned boundaries and things like that. So we figured it out. So yes, influences of my mother, that's it so far from me. There's other stuff, but as we talk, I'll remember. Let's talk about Samuel. God rest his soul. That's my boo. I talk to him every day. I have a huge portrait of him in my closet. And anytime, um, I talk to him every day. Like, I act like he's still here. Um, Dad's influence. Daddy, I don't know if I'll ever be able to love a man like I love my dad. Because he Mm -hmm. really showed me that it doesn't matter what you do. I'll be mad at you, but I'll always love you. And of course, that's a father. Mm. It's unconditional, but it was just different. Like, I felt like he was my friend. 
Like my mm-hmm. father was my friend. Um, daddy knew all the good parties. And I think when I was more social is because of him, because he'd be like, Hey, I'm over here. He's like, Hear me. my dad used to go to random people's parties. If the neighbors were having a party around the corner and our block was pretty t- close knit, but around the corner, he didn't know the people around the corner. He'd just walk over there with a cup in his hand. <laughs> Who knows if he had shoes on and he's just having a good time telling us to come. Girl, daddy did not wear shoes. Wait, My but you're saying that he didn't have shoes on and I'm just imagining how mommy accepted him back into his house, her house with no because shoes on. Because he didn't come upstairs. She made him go in the basement. <laughs> Okay. He wasn't. Because I'm like, well, he's absolutely not. He's not walking through the. Absolutely not. not walking through the house with those claw diggers. Like, what? <laughs> he's going to the basement. He had a man yeah. cave and he stayed down there. Like, that's. And that's another influence that even when they didn't get along, mommy was upstairs, daddy was downstairs, they still functioned. But I never. I was like, wait, is that how it's supposed to be? Because I remember them being so loving. And then after a while, it just started to drift. And obviously, Whatever was going on in their marriage, I'm not even, to this day, I'm still not sure what happened. I just know that mm-hmm. being sick was a big part of that and being stubborn and not wanting to take care of himself. But my dad showed me, you know, a man can do all, you know, and even though they didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, he, it wasn't daddy has to provide, he's the man of the house. They were equal. They were partners. They had their strengths and their weaknesses. And I watched him cook and clean and take us to school every day and teach me to drive on the way to school when I was in high school. And when Mm -hmm. I had to work on the weekends in Long Island and we were in Queens and that's like a 30, 40 minute trip, depending, he'd take everybody on the block and we go to the mall and they drop me off and they go shopping. (laughs) Like that's what I saw a man do be the life of the Mm -hmm. party, but still be a dad and still have his own life. So that's what I'm looking for in a partner. It's mm-hmm. like, and, and of course he had his own stuff going on that now my mom is telling us things like things that have happened between them, but still overall, I've never felt safer. He's always been honest with me, always mm-hmm. very transparent. I get a lot of my passive aggressiveness from my, both my parents. Daddy's just like, fuck it. I don't care. Mom is like, no, I'm going to cry. And then I'll talk about it later. I'll give snide remarks. I get that from both of them. It's a very good mix. Mm-hmm. But I think mo- mo- I look exactly like my mom, but my personality is more like my dad. And I recently saw something on IG where it says that the first daughter will be just like her father. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Is- oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense now. And I mean, I was his eye. Every picture. He's just like, he looked at my mom and I adoringly, and my mom always told mm. me, when you meet somebody, when you decide to get married, if he doesn't look at you the way your father looked at me, I'm not even, I, we're not talking about it. So, mm. yeah, just even talk, my heart is so happy just talking about him because I just think about it in my head. I never really say it out loud, but yeah, yeah. that was my boo. I and, and we talked about that, Shane, we were planning the daddy issues or mommy issues. There's mm-hmm. You can have strained relationships with both parents. But if there wasn't a foundation of love, I think that that's where it can carry on to your adulthood and mess you up. But mm. I feel like it was different for me. Even though they had their own shit, they loved us so much. And I never, mm-hmm. there was no there was no life without love. It's hugging every morning. It's how you doing. It's the endless talks when we would drop mommy to work. My dad never let my mom take public transportation to go to work at night. Ugh. She had a cab. I, sometimes she had the her job. She was a word processor in Manhattan. So they would get them cabs and things like that. If not, I need you to say that again. Oh. 
her role because her role. Oh, oh, it, it could have sounded like you said something that I know you did. Oh, say. yes. You okay. She fast. was a word processor <laughs> at a law firm. So that's basically all the documents my mom knew how to um, re- like transfer the documents quickly and get them formatted and things like that. And she loved that job. She had it for 30 years, probably 30, 40 years before she retired. 30, about 30 years. And she used to work in Manhattan in the days she didn't, she had two jobs. And some days when she didn't feel, when she couldn't, the weekend job, we would all get in the van and drive to Manhattan. And my dad would mm-hmm. take us and we'd go drive around the city while we dropped mommy off. It, it was just that we were always a family unit. And whatever they had going on behind the scenes, I didn't see until I got older. And my mom mm. just recently started telling us things. But that's what she ain't complaining about her man. Because that was her man yeah. first. So when he passed, I had to remember <laughs> that was her man first before he was our father. So that mm. was always clear to me. I always saw the love. I didn't know anything else. So that's what I hope to recreate in my family, in my love life. And if that doesn't happen, I don't want it. Amen. So yes, 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 yes. That's sure. how my parents, we figured it out. And, you know, daddy issues and mommy issues over here. Like we talk about our shit. Like to this day, my mom and I would be on the phone, especially during COVID. We were on the phone for like six hours one day, just talking about everything. Like yeah. everything. I think for me and my mom, because my parents were separated and I lived with mm-hmm. her, she was more so like the in-home discipline. Yes, absolutely. Like, and dad was the retreat. I had to sit on the phone and get yelled at him too. But like in my eyes as a kid, as a kid she was the mean one. Everything was her mm. fault. So we didn't really get close until I was like high school, college. Wow. That's Whereas interesting. Like, like you said, like daddy was the retreat. Like I was spoiled him. I go with yeah. him. I'd be on punishment. He'd be like, all right, you're going to iron my clothes for the week. <laughs> That's not he, like you, lays his stuff out for the week. Everything ironed. It. Make sure it's clean. Oh, Use the starch. Like, That's my boy. That was my punishment with him. When's like, dad's birthday? Iron all of this. February 26th. Pisces. So he's a Pisces. Yeah, that's why I like mm-hmm. him. I knew that. I yeah, knew. but mommy is too. She's March 14th. I mean, duh. I like that. Oh, I just realized that they both Pisces. That might be Clash. They're both Scorpios. Like, Ew. Um, <laughs> okay, hopefully we make it. We haven't made it past further than they did. Oh, we'll see. God. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully we make it. Just, I'm not, I never thought about that till I said it out loud. I'm not talking about that. I'm not having that blasphemous Scorpios. conversation. Anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. That huh. your boy you married your own sign. Play. That's crazy. Y'all yeah. are wicked for that. Wicked. I never, <laughs> I never honestly never even thought about it, realized it until You're welcome. Now. Look at our podcast being therapy. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> of course he's a Pisces. I love you, Daddy. That's my boo. Mm-hmm. Please tell him I said hi. I shall, I shall. He's gonna be here, but I'm gonna be gone on vacation. Okay. So I won't see him. But you know. <laughs> I can't. Um side note. With uh, your parents being divorced, my parents being married, do you mm-hmm. was there any influence on the marriage or your relationships? Like how you we I just said that. Like, did you? Is yeah. Okay. No, I think I think definitely, and that's why I kind of chuckled when you said. And thank God he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> when you said like the first child or the daughter is going to be like her father because. I could kind of say that I was, and this is sort of kind of going back to our, our whole episode. It's not the whole episode, girl. It was sexuality. <laughs> yeah, not going to call it whatever. a whole episode. It was Tiffany's because whole Tiffany episode said, that she kept you know, asking me to go. All right. I'll say it should be okay. a whole tale. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, because like growing up, because my parents were separated and he didn't remarry my stepmom until my junior or senior year of high school. I can't remember exactly. Uh So for that span from kindergarten till junior, senior year of high school, Mm. like Mm. not that he was a hoe and women were just in and out of his life, but throughout those 13 years, a diverse platter. (gasps) Daddy was a United Nations. I love it. Asian, black girl from England. Okay. I don't, my stepmom, she might have been the, and I don't even like the word stepmom. That just sounded bonus really weird mom. coming out of my mouth. I call her my yeah. bonus mom. Yeah, I never call her my stepmom. She's so That's bomb. so weird She's that so I just bomb. said that. She's so bomb. That is so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my bonus mom. I mean, if you mom, say technicality, white, like so people understand, because people some people don't say bonus mom, but honestly, you got true. You really lucked out. Yeah. You really lucked out. Hey man, Ooh, I love Jesus, her. Not like stepmom, I just think of Cinderella stepmom and how she's yeah, like and she's that not like that not at the all. Case. This is so good. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so like I, I never thought that in certain circles I'd be the first one with a kid or the first one married. Like I'm good. Like in, <laughs> in the beginning, I resisted and so hard. Was Anthony sad. was a nice guy, and I lived and with I her, like, and I said, mur, "Bitch." Mur. Mur. We like this one. Everybody likes this one. But you Everybody continue to date <gasps> these ruffians. 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 <laughs> oh, I hate it. And you know, you you and my dad agree that he he didn't like your cousin either. Cause that me one, and one Bo of the last know. ones. <laughs> and Bo, to this day, I'm not one fond of, of that ones. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. So I think in that way, I was just like, uh, I'm just living, having fun, not taking nobody seriously. And, and I don't think he was y'all. either until he met the right person, which was 13 years later. Okay. So um, we all got to wait for our gifts. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, wait yeah. Well. Okay. Wait well. Wait well. Yeah. Because, yeah, we'll have to do the math at another point. But if my dad was 19 when he had me, they were separated when I was like five. Ooh. And then got with my stepmother when I was like 17. So 19, 17, wow. 20, 30. You know, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be here putting gasoline on my lips. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. 35. Like right now is when they meet. There you go. So, Boom. Look at me. I'm on track. That, right? Don't judge me, y'all, if I did it. Yeah, I'm on but track. I think I did the math right. I'm on track. I'm on track. I'm tra- when did my um, parents get my... Mm, I don't know. But... That makes sense. But do you see any influence in your marriage now? Does your mom ever try to give you advice about... Okay. No, I said, I said, I set boundaries. I set boundaries. I think I more so have to deal with Granny. Like, why aren't you fixing him a play? And I'm like, because he has feet and hands. So, <laughs> Granny's like, different. Granny, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole Jamaican. That's that's what they're supposed to. Yeah, that's... exactly, yeah, exactly. So that's that's a whole transition culture to culture. Huh. Wait, it's like I'm not I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah, it's it, it's I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, if I'm cooking and I'm making everybody's plate, that's fine. But if Everybody's serving themselves on whatever holiday. Do you make the plate for the kids too. first or him? I make a plate for my kids before I make a plate for myself. Okay. Got it. Okay, fair. Fair. That's yeah. Fair. I feed my children and then I feed because myself. Because the kids will feed themselves. So you got to feed them before they feed themselves because I see the twins. Yeah. And go Putting your hand into the mesh. Yeah. Girl, I put a child lock on my fridge and my mother judges me. She laughs. She thinks it's funny. And I'm like, this girl will climb with her feet and step up on the bottom to get to whatever she's trying to my get. Favorite? I can't have nobody's Is feet in my fridge. Girl? Of course. Of course. Yeah, okay. Of course. She pulls out the drawer, comes with a whole, you saw the other day, a whole stem of grapes. 
Like, can you wash these? I want great. What a legend. Girl, what a legend. But guess fridge. what? Guess what you're getting, Shan? That's you. Um, yes. <sighs> so how my parents influenced my relationships. Well, my dad was just like, <laughs> don't have sex with anybody ever. You know, that's, I'm going to kill them with a machete. Every boyfriend, he had a nickname for them. He called one boyfriend Taliban. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, because he was Guyanese. Yes. My dad is very funny. Uh, mom is a lot more overprotective. She needs name, rank, and serial number. As she always says, anybody that came to the house, Sean would check in the window first to see who they were. Then my mom would come into the living room. If you didn't sit in the live in the kitchen and have a conversation with her, she automatically didn't like you. Uh, because I haven't lived with anybody. I haven't really dated anybody seriously. There's only one. I would say there's only one boyfriend she's been like, I love him. He looks at you adoringly. This is the one and that didn't work. And she was heartbroken. She probably still has a picture in her damn house. Who knows? (laughs) But you know, she, once I bought the house, she would say stuff like, you know, if you meet somebody and he moves in, let him pay the mortgage and you go Mm. and buy your stuff. So if he decides he don't want to stay, your house is furnished and you just go back to paying your mortgage. I was like, okay, girl. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's the tip? Right. Listen, she's always been the type where it's like she wants the husband, kids, picket fence. Because, of course, when mm-hmm. our parents don't grow up seeing that, they want that for themselves mm-hmm. and then they want that for us. And it's just different now because at this age, she already, I'm 36. She had three kids by this time and was married and mm. had her house. I'm just buying my house and get myself settled. So sometimes when we're having a conversation, I give her grace because it's not the same time. And then I mm-hmm. also instill boundaries with her. and. Tell her not to project how she feels on me because it's different when it comes down to mm-hmm. relationships, um, jobs, all that. I'm not working somewhere just to get by. And she's like, well, that's because you don't have kids. You just work where you want to work. You want to do what you want to do. You want to do this. You want to do that. I'm like, that, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying exactly the way my mother says it. And I'm like, no, I have PTSD. And she was like, you have 40 more years to work. I said, okay, but what if I wanted to retire by 45? Everything you guys Hello. did is not what we're going to do. It's a different time. Mm-mm. Oh, you know, you millennial. How did she say millennials? I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. You leave my mom alone. I love her. Girl. But, I mean, yeah, my dad really was just like, don't run after no man. Don't do this. But my mom is like, she's very particular about everything with me. And I think she's just teaching me opposite of what she saw growing up. So mm-hmm. that's our thing with relationships. It's very funny because as soon as I am dating someone, I will not tell her about him until three months later, because guess what happens when I start dating someone? That's all she asked about. How <laughs> such and such? You, you, you're in love. You don't pick up the phone. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That just sounded like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mommy, I was at work. with her. Oh, well, you know, mm, I thought she didn't love you. I thought you pick up the phone. You're humping, you're boom, boom. All right. All right. All um, right. Shout out to Shay. That's my boo. But yes, that's how it's her. influenced my relationships. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What was the next thing? Was this culture? Go ahead. I don't remember the question. Yeah. I mean, I think culturally, and we've kind of touched on, on some of the things you talked about daddy going to parties around the corner and the she same thing. to party and drink with, and smoke. Everything's a party. Everything's alive. <laughs> same with the Jamaicans. My father is Jamaican. My mother is American. And definitely like it was always the tunes in the car Ooh. like music was definitely a very yes big influence Ferris was in my house with my dad 
Yes. Was in my house. Marvin Gaye. Very all of that. Like it was very, everything had soul. Everything had soul. Mm. Everything had intention. I mean, my first concert was Earth, Wind & Fire, I think. I love that. Mine was B2K. <laughs> okay. So as a, ch- like when I got old enough, it was Usher in Jersey. I'll never forget that. I went with my cousins. Okay. But if I was with my dad, it was definitely when we went to work with him on a Wednesday because my mom would drop us there and stay with him at the hospital while she did whatever. Mm-hmm. And we went to Earth, Wind & Fire concert in Brooklyn. And it was that. just, a, so anytime I hear these songs, it's like, wow, I just missed this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. September? Yeah, no. Me, it was the culture, reggae, like you said. Beres, so good. Taking like, us to Carnival in straight. Brooklyn. Oh, man. Carnival. I had a heart attack. Yes. I told them I had palpitations. They never let me forget that shit. <laughs> As a child, I, we, I was like, I said, girl, I was very ahead of my time. I told, I told them my heart is hurting. I'm having palpitations. And it was too much. They will never let me forget that. I remember that car when we went to Brooklyn. See, no. Somebody's head got crushed under the truck. I said, this is oh, not for me. Yeah. And I didn't go back again until yeah. I was like 15, 16. And we were going by ourselves oh to the, yeah, every year. There's a stampede. I mean, no, same thing in Bass, Boston. 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 Kind of same thing. There was always a death. There was mm-hmm. always some point when everybody was running in whatever direction. Yeah. Um, but my godparents are Trini and they lived right off of that, yeah. Blue Hill mm-hmm. Ave. And so like we would meet up with them at their, their mom's house yeah. and walk up the street to Carnival. And yeah. it got crazy. We walked back to the house. But like I grew up at Carnival Soka around my godparents and all the old school <sighs> reggae vibes. In the car with my dad. Yeah. Um, my mom was so scared when I first played mass. She no. <laughs> she told me I couldn't play mass until I graduated college. And I didn't. I did not play mass until I graduated college. I was in grad school. so... Miami. I didn't play mass in Trinidad. I played mass in Miami and in Toronto. Shook. You're naked. For the NASA. Americans, Tiffany. What? What does it mean to play mass? Oh, excuse me. Americans All right. That's when you dress up means. in the carnival costume and you play with a band <laughs> and you are judged at the end. Well, in Miami, it was at the end. And I had friends, shout out to them in Boston that had their own band camp uh, mm-hmm. in Boston. But I never played with them. I had modeled for them one time, but I never played in Boston. I never played in New York. I didn't want to play where I was at all the time. I just want to visit, yeah. go, and come mm-hmm. out. But playing masses, yes. you're playing with the band. You're wearing a costume. You just have, you're just partying in the middle of the street. So not playing with the band. You're the people that are dancing. The revelers. The I don't want them to the think revelers. that you playing music. Yeah, I'm not playing music. You know. Oh, but <laughs> listen, I thought I was going to play pan at some point in my life. And oh, I just thought it was cute. That, ding, 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 that would ding, be ding, so ding, cute. Ding. I yes, I cute love then. seeing kids play pan. Yes. I would have been cute playing yes. pan. What you talking about? But yes, I wanted to play pan. And ah, that was carnival. It was, it was every, that's. All we knew was mm-hmm. food and music and revelry. Revelry. Yes. Yeah. No more champagne. Yes. But yes. I love it. Absolutely. Love the culture. Sundays you cooking. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday. And it never it's like it's like seared into my brain. On Sundays you're supposed to cook. And when I don't cook, I feel yep. guilty. Yes. But every Sunday you're supposed to cook a big meal for your family and you should start the week cooking. Wow. I keep trying to bring that tradition back into this house. Granny still does That's it. That's what so I'm a lot saying. Of times I'm sure if we're going to go to her house on the weekend, we go. Yeah. But Anthony's cousins live, like they used to literally be one street over from us. Now they're like 20 minutes away from us. 
But we go through these phases. We're like, all right, we're going to do it and like alternate houses, like at least the first Sunday. And then it fades yeah, away. Yeah. Like we'll do it for a little happens. while. We'll do every other Sunday and then it fades out. And I'm like, I really want to, I really want to do it because like they're here. Granny's here. We really I mean, you guys are happy. Like um, that's a beautiful thing. Just have family that. in the same, mm-hmm. in the same state. You know, in the yeah. in the yep. island on the in the island, Trinidad, everybody, my whole family lives in the same compound. Like they're in the mm-hmm. same development. Here we're yeah. all in different states, so it's not the same. So it's like you grow up with your family, so you don't really need outside friends because you're with your family all the time. Whose house exactly. are we going to today? What party? Every I love seeing their pictures and just seeing how everybody's so close. Yes, yes. But and that like because we have them which is like his cousin, her mm-hmm. husband, and there are two kids. And then Granny's like 45 minutes away and now my aunt is here with her. But for me, like the differences in how my parents were and like their ways of staying close to family, yes. having a lot of family mm-hmm. around them as they mm-hmm. raise their kids and having a lot of support. And for us to move here while I was pregnant was like crazy to them because at that point it was just my grandmother yeah. here. She was here by herself um, and we were moving down here. So I think that was kind of a difference of me like straying away from their expectations and their patterns, their way of life is like, nah, because if I stay here every time it snows, I'm going to look at this baby like you trapped me. (laughs) I don't want to be here. (laughs) So I'm going. A little farther than just a couple months after. (laughs) I was like, nah, I'm going because it was was the end of grad school. yeah. Anthony and I had already talked about leaving, but we were like thinking about Florida or like other things, just like randomly talking about it. And then it was like, oh shoot, look what you did. (laughs) Jesus is my birth control. Oh my gosh. Y'all, I'm still, I'm still floored. That's top five best things I've ever heard in my life. Shannon, are you on birth control? Jesus is my birth control with a straight face. Wow. Just wow. I can't. But it's true, all in time, I all know. in his time, you know? I know. But yeah, you guys took um, the risk because a lot of people won't leave where they're comfortable and have the support system mm-hmm. and get up and go somewhere else. So that's yeah. great. Like my family's there, his family's yeah. there. So there was no reason right. for us to do it. But we did. And slowly, friends have moved, family oh, has moved. You guys and have a network down there. Now. I have not needed to make a lot of new friends here. Yeah. I honestly would consider that um, if I had kids, I would go to Florida. Mm-hmm. And just have my family. Of course, my mom has already planned this. She was like, I can just imagine your husband grilling in the back in shorts. And I'm not playing. This is her story time. I'm not <laughs> Why the shorts? Because so she knows funny. I like shorts. <laughs> nice legs, nice strong legs and shorts. And where did that come from? My dad had nice legs and shorts and was a beautiful man. And I'm like, wow, that's how my husband's going to look. And it's hey, not man. like fetishizing your father or anything. Like, but this is no. your first example of a man yes. and my dad yep. cleaned up baby you hear me i understand yes, i understand how we got here all right <sighs> always always legs greased up if he had shoes on we don't know <laughs> but daddy had strong legs and you know that's i'm like shorts and strong legs and she was like your husband's gonna be in the backyard barbecuing because that's what daddy did in shorts and mm-hmm. his tank top because we bought him old navy tank tops every year because that was his <laughs> thing he loves those um the kids are going to be in the pool and you're going to be in the house cleaning because what else are you going to do? Because that's all you want to do. And oh you can just gosh. be down here and we can meet for brunch. And before when I, before I was like, ah, whatever. But as I got older, I'm like, wait, I cannot raise these children by myself. Yes. I am yes. trying 
to have my mother raise my kids. But I told her, absolutely. I said, girl, you cannot talk to my daughter the way you talk to me. You cannot tell her the difference between cute and pretty and what you think she is. You can't tell her her legs are too big. Okay? So if you don't fix that, you will not have a relationship with your grandkids. And that's how I felt Mm. like we had to, that's where we had to set some boundaries. Because I've never, I've I've never had a boyfriend really in front of my mom or a partner. I can't imagine Mm. kissing somebody in front of my mother. What? Don't even come near me. Sit on that side of the table. Girl, that was me at 26 having to go tell my daddy I was pregnant. It took me like two Whoa. months. I told my mother the night I peed on the yes. stick. You actually, it took me like two months. a lot of people you were pregnant until you really started showing. You were just like, I'm yeah. going to just be here. Don't take a picture. Face, neck up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. But what you just said about how your mother is going to talk to your grandchildren, I've had to say that yes. to And again, these island women. Like growing up, because my hair would get light in the summer, just like my dad's father, my dad, summer hair lighten. But she would dye my dad's hair as a child because she thought he looked dusty. What? And red. Yes. Wow. And so my father, I didn't dye, highlight my hair, none of that until junior year of high school. And when I tell you, I felt like he was heartbroken that I had dyed my hair some weird, and it was like a rinse out, yeah. but like some burgundy. And now she does, she would do the same thing in Avery. And I'm like, we're not going to do that because mm. his hair does the same thing. We're not yes, going to do that's that. That's where that comes from. My brother from. and sister being mixed with curly oh hair. God. It's like, oh, you want to put their hair in a ponytail? Auntie, if she babysit, always trying to braid their hair. Like, no, you're not going to give them a complex. Wow. We're not going to do that. That's a real that thing in the culture. That is definitely something that That's we're ending. That's a real thing in West Indian. Check in the child's ears to see what color they'll be, who they look like, yes. what, if they're too light, they're too dark, you treat the kids differently. I've seen this from mm-hmm. other kids because, you know, my aunt, because my dad is dark skin, my mom is very light skin. She's so light, I thought she was Michael Jackson when we were growing up because she was so <laughs> fair with jet black hair. I was like, my mommy looked like Michael Jackson. I used to tell people that. But we're all brown. So my aunt used to tell mm-hmm. us we're common peaceful brown. That's where I got it from. My aunt would say that. I love so that. we didn't have that complex with the hair thing. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. My mom would say she has white woman hair. We got the curly hair, all types. I'm like, girl, <laughs> I can't say that out loud. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yes. just shush, 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 shush. <laughs> but it was definitely a complex of how you should look when she was my age. She was slim. And, you know, my mom is a slim body. I have more of my father's mm-hmm. family's type where everybody's thick and booty. And th- she's like, "Where? I don't know where this came from, but watch it. <laughs> so that's where I said in another episode, it's the hypervigilance of my body. So, mm-hmm. oh, Indian culture is a motherfucker. If you, and, and the thing is, <laughs> we all live something similar. <laughs> it yep. don't matter the island. Yep. It don't matter the island because it was a big mix up. So my dad was born. Raised in Trinidad, came to Brooklyn. My mom was born in Venezuela, then came to Trinidad, raised there, and then came to New York. And they didn't meet till they were in Brooklyn. But, you know, just the complex of when she was just came to Trinidad and she was speaking Spanish and wanted to assimilate. So now she knows no Spanish. And how did you come from a Spanish-speaking country to an English-speaking country mm. at six and know nothing? So yeah. it's always wow. the fight to assimilate and to be a certain way and not be who you really want to be. And I feel like sometimes Mm. they try to 
bring that onto us. And it's like, girl, it ain't the same. Therapy's nope. not bad either. You know, it's okay to talk to people. And I, yes, okay, because what's said in this house stays in this house. You don't go talking yep. to nobody and about what's happening shit. in this house. And that's and if not you what do, we're living. Oh man, your life is over. Your life <laughs> yeah. is over. My journals, mm-hmm. I just tell whoever, if anything ever happens to me, just get in the house and burn everything. Because it, oh wow. Wow. I just, I just had a moment. But yeah, it's Amen. hard. But it was fun. Fun. <laughs> Up. It's still fun now. Just asking questions. You know, every time I want to get on my mom's nerves, I'll just be like, Mommy, remember when you told me I'm cute and not pretty? I would never say that to you, my beautiful daughter. What? No, no, no. You told me. <laughs> Granny denies dying my daddy's here too. I mean, why y'all gotta lie? They be in denial. Be I was denial. there. My memory is better me. than yours. My memory <laughs> is like sharp. I am my father's child. I my memory, if I don't remember, it's because I choose not to. Mm, but mm-hmm. usually I remember like big stuff and it has to be written down yeah. as well. There we go. That's the, that's the key to it. But yeah, I love having this conversation. It brought that's up so good. many good memories. It really brought up a lot Amen. of good memories. Amen. Great job, Shane. Cool. So share your memories with us guys. We would like for you to actually comment back. Thanks. Yeah. Cause I'd be asking questions in my Instagram post and nobody answered me. Y'all just like the picture and keep moving. It's fine. <laughs> And then y'all want to say, I don't talk to nobody. Read well, the caption. Answer the polls. So follow us on Instagram at girl underscore move underscore on underscore podcast and engage. Engage. And follow us on Twitter at girl move on pod. And be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you are listening. Apple, Spotify, and Google. Thanks. We love you guys. Bye-bye.